thanks Tank. It's good to have him back. He's had a had a time with all this stuff, and like I said, it's good to see you folks out here. And I don't like preaching to a phone. You know, I just don't like it. It's just kind of strange and and uh, different. And for people like me that are people, people, uh, you know, I'm a people person. I want to be around the folks, and it's just lonely in front of that cell phone. It just is not not how I like to do things. So. But um, I am so glad to be here. It's good to see you all, your smiling faces. I know you're excited about all the things that are going on right now. We are just uh, cold weather and winter and uh, football season wrapping up and all those things that we're excited about. Well, this morning we're in Acts chapter 8. We're going to talk about is Satan religious or not? What do you think? I'm sure we all know that he's pretty, pretty. He is pretty religious. He's just not um, very nice sometimes. So, chapter eight of Acts. Uh, we're going to begin in verse five. If you'd like to, those that are able to, if you could stand as we read God's word. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was a great joy in that city. Now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is the, is the divine power known as the great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles of Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of, the, of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had been simply been baptized in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus. When Peter and John placed their hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given by, at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for such, having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon said, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. When they had testified and proclaimed the word of the Lord, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. So how do you think Satan really feels about religion? Think about it. Satan's first temptation was to be like God. He wanted to be like God. And thus, what? Banished down. And so then he ended up ruling here on earth, and he was able to do that. He was very religious. He knew God. He knew, believed in God. He believed in Jesus. He had all those religious thoughts and those religious feelings. How does he really deal with people? And he gets, 
in the way in so many ways. Philip had begun preaching in this passage that I just read. It was preaching to the Samaritans. He was in Samaria. And so, you know, if you remember, Samaritans and the Jews were not really friends. They were, did not get along. They were, they were just kind of looked back down on each other. And, and so this was really a great day in the, in the life of the Christian movement. As the Christianity spread, all of a sudden it was spreading to not just the Jews, it was spreading to the Samaritans as well. And so they were, were, were they accepted the Lord, they, they heard about Jesus, and they were baptized immediately. Obviously in those times, and, the, and, and in a lot of beliefs, they get baptized as soon as you accept the Lord. They wanted you to wait around. I think we wait sometimes too long. Uh, we we kind of, well, we'll set it up. No, they, they want to make sure that you, they got baptized right then. So that Philip had God in everything he did. He was able to heal. He was able to drive out evil spirits. He was doing all these things. And it was an exciting time for the church because they got to witness those. Can you imagine watching and seeing those miraculous things done in your community and your city and seeing what God, how he could move and work? Well, so excited that they were, they, that that happened, that even the town sorcerer, Simon, had come to Christ. However, he kind of thought he was doing magic tricks. I think he was looking at Philip as this great magician, and maybe he could learn to do those things too. He thought being a Christian might help him give more miraculous signs and do things like that. You see, Simon had demonic powers earlier. He could do great things, but he saw that Philip was the real deal. Now, we um, I, maybe some of you saw the movie way back when, Leap of Faith. Uh, Steve Martin was kind of this itinerant preacher that went around and, and preached, but he was really a con artist. He was just preaching these things and, and, and pretended to pr do miracles and, and all this. And he'd have these big people, all these people would come and give all their money and do all these things. And he, it was a business to him. Well, one day, a real crippled boy came wanting to be healed. And he's kind of going, I don't know what to do about this. And the boy was healed. And all of a sudden, he had to quit. He says, I can't do this anymore. Because he came face to face with the real deal. And Simon all of a sudden saw Philip, and Philip was the real deal. He wasn't just performing little magic tricks. He wasn't just doing, he was doing miraculous signs. Why? Because Jesus was in his life, and Jesus did them through him. The Holy Spirit did them through him. And he knew he was able to, and Simon saw that, and he wanted to be part of it. We must be very careful, because Satan can make evil things seem cool. Think about that for a minute. He has power. Way more than we give him credit for. Now we know that our God's got all the power. But we also know on this earth, Satan has tremendous power. If you don't believe me, ask Job. What did Satan do to Job? So Simon believed in these miracles and he wanted to increase his power. 
He wanted part of that. He thought, wow, I'm a great magician. With this other power, I could be really something, and everybody know who I am. Many times, it's easy to be attracted to the miraculous, the, the, the glitz and the glamour, and forget about the Savior. Because, see, that's, the miracles were only done so that they could see what, who the Savior really was. The miracles were not done for show. They weren't done for things. They were to show the, who Christ was. Satan believes, but he's not saved. He is out for himself. He's not out for Christ. He wants what's good for Satan. That's what he thinks. And we have to be very careful not to get caught up in all these things because we have to trust the Savior. We have to trust God's Word. Satan is a deceiver. I've got that. I mean, he will deceive you. He will convince us that things that are wrong are right. And things that are right are wrong. He'll tell you that the, a Christian, that um, he'll tell you, oh, you're a Christian and you're doing just fine. And then he'll lead you straight to hell with him. And we've got to be very careful because he will tell us that, oh, this is okay. Look at our world today. He's told us all kinds of things are okay. They're right. This is good. We have to learn to trust God's word, not man's word. Not what the world is telling us. It's easy for us to jump on the latest fad or the latest thing that's going on, the latest cool thing, trip, and, um, and even belief systems. You know, they like to twist the scripture. They'll take little pieces of scripture and they'll twist it just a little bit to make you think that, oh, I'm doing scriptural stuff, yeah. No, we're not. I can't tell you. I, I've got some friends that are, I call them are liberal Christians, okay? I, I do believe they believe in Christ, but they have taken some scripture passages and gone, you say it says what? They'll try to tell you that everything, all this stuff is okay, but it's not. And it will happen if you, when we twist it, and it will make us think that our belief system is right when it is totally false. Simon in this story wanted to do magic tricks and not follow God. He wanted to lay, um, lay hands on others and have them receive Holy Spirit. He wanted the fame like the disciples had. He wanted to get, get people to know him more. Think of what Eve did. Remember Eve? What did Satan tell her? You can be like God. You'll know good and evil. You, you won't die. That's not how it works. You'll be more alive than ever. Kind of like, take these drugs. They'll make you more aware. Or drink this and you'll feel good. It'll calm your nerves. Try this new way of life or this lifestyle and you'll have a new sense of belonging and joy. Any of that sound familiar? We hear? Y'all out there? You never heard that? You see what I'm saying? 
it's easy for us to take things and decide, oh, well, they feel good, it's okay. And Satan will make us and convince us that these are all okay. This is a fine thing to do. You'll be wonderful. Why do you think Middle Eastern religions and all are, are so popular these days? They go and they can kind of sit back and hmm, they, get, they meditate. And what are, what are they? They're very self-centered. They want Satan deceives us and tries to get us to put something else in God's place. Satan wants us to be really religious. He really does. He likes it when we play church. He thinks it's wonderful. Oh, look at those. They think they're really doing everything great, and they're just playing church. That's not how it works. We don't play church. We come to worship the Almighty God. A mighty fortress is our God. He is there. I mean, we reign. We're here to worship Him. We're not here to just play games. That's not how it all works. And Simon thought, oh, um, if you follow them, you just really can be like everyone else, but you can still do it. doesn't work that way. When we get this way, we become self-centered. We look at ourselves. We want to look out for me. And we have to be very careful when it's all about me. We get that way at church, with our family, and even our belief system. You know. Why do you think prosperity gospel is so popular? Uh, you know what I'm saying. They they. Oh, if you'll just get close to God, everything will be smooth sailing. You'll be rich and healthy and all that. How's that worked out for us? Come on. I believe God blesses. Don't get me wrong. He's blessed me good grief. I mean, I'm blessed beyond anything. I, I, I just look back and go, how did this happen? But I also know that there are times that things don't always go smooth. There are times when you don't get power for a couple days. There are times when, you, you know, you, your car breaks down. There's times when things happen that go wrong. There's, there's times you get COVID. It's not going to be long. If you haven't already had it, guess what? It's probably coming. And some of us have probably had it and didn't even know it. You know, we don't. But let's face it, folks. Things are not always going to be pie in the sky and the sweet by and by. Not going to always have it made in the shade, are we? You know? <laughs> the Wednesday night folks know what I'm talking about there. But that's why, like I said, Middle Eastern religions are, are so popular. Some of these are saying, oh, let's meditate and think of being a great self and everything's good about that. Everything's self-centered. You ask the Hollywood elites today, what do they tell you? That, oh, whatever you believe is good doesn't matter just whatever makes you feel good again ask job how that worked he didn't feel good for a long time did he yet he still honored god when we're self-centered we become bitter what do we got 45 in here or so i don't know i didn't count we got 40 some people if everybody in here wanted it their way, what would the worship service look like and what would church look like? 
let's face it, we all have different priorities. We do. Some of us like this kind of music. Some of us like this kind of worship. Some, kind of, some people like this kind of Bible reading. Some like this version of the Bible. Some people like this kind of ministry. Some people like this kind of... You see what I'm saying? If we all do it about what we like and what we want, guess what? Nobody's going to be happy. Because let's, we all know you can't please everybody. Sometimes you can't please anybody. I mean, seriously, we've got to be careful because as a church, it's really easy to decide, well, but I like it this way and it should be my way or the highway. Folks, that's not how it works. That's not what it's about. That's religious. Oh, we're here and we're praising God this way. I, I've told many of you probably that um, when I, I went to Southern the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in, this, in Louisville, Kentucky. It, it was it's Southern Seminary, and in the uh, '70s when I was there, they had a very strong music and worship department, and I was in the music and worship department. Only they called it the music department back then. I was a church music major. They taught me all the classics. I knew how to sing like this. We used the big, mighty hymns of the pipe organ. And everything was very, you would call it, high church. And I loved that music. I had learned to love it. I didn't know I loved it until I studied it. I won't tell you some of my favorite rock groups. Anyway, I liked rock and roll and I liked all those things. But you see, I was a church musician. And you stood up and you directed the congregation like this. A mighty fortress is our God. And that was one of the biggies. We do that, and we do it that like that. I mean, no praise team, no anything jazzed up, nothing. Very straight, very forward. So I get to my first church, and I start leading the music like that. And they like Gaither and Peterson and all these people that I was, who are they? I knew Handel and Bach and didn't make them very happy. Especially after I got a new preacher that wanted things a lot more loose and I was not loose. And my second church was in a cow town. And that church really like their Gaither and their Peterson and their Parks and all those folks. And I'm looking at them like, y'all from outer space. And they're looking at me like, who are you and who do you think you are? I was trying to be this stoic music minister that led them the right way and they pronounced exactly like they should. They talk like this, and they didn't want to do that. You see, I wanted it my way. <laughs> it didn't work out so well. I wasn't having any fun, and neither were they. We weren't enjoying the worship of God because we were trying to be something we weren't. You see, that's what we have to be careful when we get self-centered. 
when all of us work together and want it God's way, then everyone is included. When we're self-centered and want it our way, everybody gets left out. But when we're looking for God's way and doing what God has called us to do, then we're all included and we can worship together in spirit and in truth and really know what God has in store for Forest Heights Baptist Church. Simon didn't repent. He wanted his way. He wanted to have these things for him. He wanted then, he wanted the apostles to do it for him. Folks, I surely wish I could make the decision for Christ for you. I really do. But I can't. That's up to you. You have to make that decision. I can't make it for you. A Christian, being a believer in Christ, is a personal decision. It's each individual. You have to understand that. I can't make anyone follow Christ. They have to decide. God doesn't make anyone do anything. He could have. I sometimes wish he would. But no, he wants that personal relationship, but he's not going to make you. Now, does he know what decision you're going to make? Absolutely. He knows exactly how you're going to go. He knew about Simon. That's why he's in the Bible. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. These stories of the Bible are here for us. And that's why Simon is here. He, it shows us that we can maybe want things and we can even go through the motions of saying, yes, I'm a believer, I'll be baptized, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do all you tell me to do, but I really want it my way. I want to be able to lay hands and put the Holy Spirit in people. I want to be able to do these miraculous signs. I want to do the magic trick. I want to show people how cool I am. That's not how it works. God has other plans. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus for you and for me. So that we can go to him and say, Lord, I need forgiveness. I've messed up. I've tried to do things my way. And he'll say, I love you. If you repent, I'm here for you. That's exactly what... The disciples told Simon, hey, pray to the Lord and maybe he'll, he'll understand and you'll, he'll, you'll repent. Oh, well, why don't you pray for me? It doesn't work that way. I'll pray for you, but you have to make that move. You have to go to God. You have to go through Jesus Christ in order to get to God. That is how all of this works. That's why Jesus came and died, buried, and rose again so that we could have someone to go to. So that he, we have that example of who Christ is and who God is and how we can have that relationship with God. That's what it's all about. That's what the disciples taught and the people couldn't wait to change and to follow. But some, and we know, I don't care who you are, you've met people that are trying to play the system. What's the loophole that I can run through? 
What's the way I can get away and do this that I don't really need to? That I won't have to do what it really takes to follow Christ? What do I have to do to have the pie in the sky and the sweet by and by? I want it all to go well. I want everything to go smooth. Well, I can tell you, you ask Christ into your life, it ain't always going to go smooth. However, you don't go through it alone. And that is the God we serve. That's the one we came to worship. That is why we are here. God has wonderful plans for us. We just need to get in on them and follow his plan. And he'll show the way. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word and what it teaches us. Lord, we do want it your way. We need you to reveal it to us and show us the way. We open our hearts and our lives to you right now and ask you to come in and live through us. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. Thank you for your people coming together to worship. We thank you, Lord, for your many, many, many blessings. We love you, we praise you, we worship you. We give you the honor and glory because you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. This is our time of invitation. We invite you to come if you'd like to make a decision. If you'd like to receive Christ in your life, you've never done that, this is your opportunity to do that. You may have like to unite with Forest Heights. We would love to have you as part of this wonderful fellowship. There may be other decisions you need to make. This is your time. We invite you to come as we sing.